my first reaction is like, yo, people have been underrating Xavier Woods for years. I'm like, this man can go. Well, but I don't think you meant like that. Hey, what's good, folks? You are listening to the 25th, 21st episode of the Slam Bro Show. It's your boy, the Bowman 12L, Black Aquaman, the fanatic in the streets, Bowman 12 leaders. Once again, I'm joined by the skeptic, Illawasi, the champ, and returning to the gym is Kavito. Okay, player. Kavito was good, fam. What's good? What's good? What's good? Shout out to Brooklyn. You know we in here. You know, ready to go. Shout out to y'all. Yeah, Brooklyn's in, in uh, full effect. Yo, Kavito, we appreciate you coming back. It's always good to have the family. Yeah, I'm in the glad building. to be here, man. Thanks for having me back. Yeah, I enjoyed the last time you popped it. You jumped into the ring with the Slam Bros. So you know this should be another fun yeah, time, man, especially after last this night. Is, uh, oh yeah. We're we're gonna we got there. We got like two weeks of raw to cover, two weeks of SmackDown. So let's hurry up and get into these dirt sheets. Let's get these shovels out and let's start digging. Alright, so this is like fresh dirt today. This is this is this is fresh dirt. It's got that good phosphate in it, man. Uh, but apparently McMahon almost killed himself this morning. When he crashes Bentley near WWE HQ in Stanford, Connecticut. Completely totaled his Bentley. Uh, but police are describing it as a minor crash. I don't know in what world where you completely destroy a vehicle and describe the crash as minor. Uh, first world problems. <laughs> he got his wife into the, uh, to the Trump administration, so he knows that it, he got a get out of jail ticket for the rest of his life <laughs> yeah yeah the mcmahon uh the mcmahon uh clan is they're, they're pretty they're pretty much set you know and um it's crazy to think that the mcmahons have of, of part of this crazy administration have the most experience probably the most qualified for the position because we're in this bizarre land backwards version of america right now where stone cold steve austin has stunned damn near everywhere in the trump cabinet so <laughs> oh man this is crazy Ella, i know you're gonna enjoy this one but uh responding to some fans on twitter naomi's father pretty much implied that she'll be good to go for mania oh yeah it's booty time booty time across the usa yeah a little ford fairlane bringing it back that's what's up uh, yeah, as as we know, uh, no, I mean she won the title, the SmackDown Women's Championship. Uh, what was it, about a month ago, and then immediately had to relinquish the title because she had an injury, unknown injury. We're still not really sure, but he said it was like a sprained ACL. Uh, but talking to fans and uh, pretty much implied that yeah, she should be back for Mania, um, which is dope to hear. But also like, yo, come on, I know you're a proud Papa, but don't be spoiling Mania. Like if she just showed up in Orlando, we would be like, oh man, there she is. You know, so uh, Kavito, man, you glad to have uh, Naomi back? Hopefully for Mania. Yeah, she shouldn't have left. The injury was unfortunate, but um, you know, if she if she can make it out, you know, I'll, I'm I'm sure I'll give her a cheap pop or two. <laughs> uh, yo, still speaking of injuries, uh, Handsome Rusev is now on the DL list. The down low. It's a damn shame too. Yo, man, he's on the oh, disabled snap. list. Oh man. So uh, apparently Rusev, the boy Ruru. AKA Young Handsome is uh he went in for shoulder surgery. Uh, apparently that's why his match with Big Show at Fastlane finished so awkwardly. That's why like uh Big Show uh propped him up in the corner and knocked him out. Uh, so they didn't uh aggravate the shoulder injury anymore, but apparently the sh- uh the surgery should keep him out for 2 months or so, so that's clearly uh he will not make it back in time for Mania. Uh so moment of silence for Rusev. Let's never forget this man came in on a tank. WrestleMania. So, he, he, yo, Rusev is like one of the hardest working people on the roster right now, man. His, and his tweets are gold too. Oh, I didn't know <laughs> his tweets are awesome. Nah, his, his Twitter game is comedy because he's such an <laughs> asshole to people. So, 
<laughs> it makes it so much fun. Bro, his his yo, all right. I'll give you I'll give you a, a throwback classic Rusev Twitter game, all right? Uh when he beat up Roman Reigns, I think a year ago at the Royal Rumble, and he beat him up with the uh the, the television monitor. Um his tweet was Lana said go out there and make history. So I took television monitor and now I'm the new television champion of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yo, Rusev, yo, so, uh, yo, shout out to Rusev, Young Handsome, Ruru, uh, wish you a speedy recovery. All right, so we got, a, we got a crazy update on those Hardy Boys. So, the Hardy Boys are no longer working wherever the hell they were working. I don't know. Uh, do we ever figure out the name of that promotion? Uh, no, we have not. And how's research coming on that? We have, how many people do we have looking up? We have like 15 Slambros in the back right now. Pulling over all the internets to try and figure out where this promotion is. We haven't found it yet. We're still looking, folks. But we'll, we'll keep trying to work it out as best we can. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna. We got. We got. We got the best minds on this. To figure out where the hell the Hardys were, where the hell Kurt Angle was, where the hell Samoa Joe came from, wherever the hell AJ Styles came from. Haven't figured it out yet. But when we do figure it out, we'll tell you. But in the meantime, apparently, whoever these people they are, they're trying to sue the Hardy Boys right now. They're trying to say that they own the gimmick that the Hardys created. The gimmick that is so clearly the Hardy Boys. They're trying to say that they own it. And um, while Matt and Jeff have been a little tight-lipped on it, Matt's wife, Ruby, has been, yo, laying into this company on Twitter. Talking about how um, her father was never under contract for them, who played a character. Shout-out to Senior Benjamin. How King Maxwell, shout-out to Young Maxwell, he was never under contract. Hell, the drone wasn't under contract. So how the hell can they have ownership of these characters that were never even legally working for them? So we're going to find out what the courts have to say. But also fresh off the dirt is that the WWE has laid a big fat money contract in the lap of the Hardy Boys. So the Hardy Boys could be coming back to the WWE sooner than expected. Word? Yes. Yo, that's some actually decent news. Now... Because of this legal thing, we don't know if the Hardy Boys are going to be here broken or if they'll be here fixed, you know? But I don't think, uh, look, if they're not the broken Hardys, I think an easy way to get around this is to call them the shattered Hardys, you know? That's what we got these these Tatoruses for, you know? Yeah, Switch well, out I mean, these words. Know, WWE, the same they're gonna, WWE is going to do some shenanigans. They never want you to uh, keep your own shit. So they're going to try to get something they can get them on paper so that they can make all the money and can't take you, you know, the, the WWE fuck over you machine in mm. full effect. <laughs> now, Kavito, uh, have you seen anything the Hardy's been doing the last, uh, I guess, let's say uh, nine months? Uh, yeah, I think I saw um, I saw Jeff versus Matt. Was that was that a year ago? I, I think that yeah, the final deletion, the thing that set yeah. this the whole thing off. That was that was weird, <laughs> to say the least. Like, I know they have their their uh, storylines. I'm, I'm definitely once they left WWE, I really only saw them in the peripheral. But uh, you know, they're too good of wrestlers to like try and pit them against each other. They they work too well as a tandem. So, you know, if they come back to WWE, which is which is uh, prime for the tag team division. I think it would boost the, the the division well, and it would be great to see him like on regular TV again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a great way to put it. That's a great way to put it. And uh, last bit of dirt here before we get to our favorite reoccurring program is yo Daniel Bryan is making it no secret that when his WWE contract is up, he is he's wrestling somewhere. Um. I don't know. You guys watch Talking Smack at all sometimes? Uh, from time to time. I like the name, though. Definitely one with the name. It's a, it's a dope name. Um, it's a really it's a really good piece of WWE uh, content. Uh, it's about 20 minutes. I, I It loses a lot of its momentum now that it's like an hour after SmackDown. When it was directly after SmackDown, they could do things a lot more organically. But now it's got to sit in between 205 Live. But there's still some interesting things that happen on there because, like, two weeks ago, uh, once again, the uh, the Miz was on there spitting hot fire <laughs> against John Cena, talking about how they need to update the firmware on John Cena bot 
<laughs> download some love and emotions for him. <laughs> All right. And and him and uh, Daniel Bryan were getting into it, where Daniel Bryan just kind of let it slip. Like, Miz is like, oh, you can't wrestle anymore, so you're just a loser. And Daniel Bryan, he kind of casually says, we'll see in a year and a half when my contract is up. So, that sounds like he's not going to re-sign with the E. He's going to take his little, you know, vegan self and go maybe go do a little bit of Ring of Honor. Maybe go to Japan. Uh, these are two promotions that can pay him. And he'll get the competition he wants. And he, he's talked about openly that he has been working on uh, new styles of wrestling. Uh, more, I guess, the safer style. So, the thing is... Do you think Daniel Bryan should come back, given his uh, health concerns? I mean, worked for Shawn Michaels. I mean, how how much longer did Shawn wrestle after his neck injury? Yeah, uh, he was out for four years, and then he came back. What um was that two thousand two? Yeah, two thousand two, and and then what was it when he retired? Two thousand eleven. So almost almost ten years of like solid work. I mean, I, they might have two different injuries, but Daniel Bryan is just uh, an immense talent, and like him just being the talking head on Talking Smack and and the commissioner or whatever. This is it's not a full use of his skill set. So seems like if he can go anywhere else and and and, and get the sort of fix that he wants in his life he should go for it man he shouldn't let the wwe hold him back you know these uh cte uh we don't really know a lot about it uh it's the long-term effects of it uh i don't want to see him die in the ring like mickey Rourke and a wrestler mm. but uh <laughs> you know i i i feel like yo at, i don't want to say yo he's a grown man he can make his own decisions but at the same time uh, many doctors have cleared her so um, it's, it's ultimately, it's, if, if Daniel Bryan is healthy enough, he feels he's healthy enough and he's not out there like doing, you know, moonsaults on the concrete, you know, in Tokyo. See, and see, you're such, like a, good. you're such a good dude. Cause me, I, I'm good with him dying in the ring for my entertainment. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, get your monkey ass back in there and take some of these drops from a uh, Braun Strowman or somebody oh, who they're going to lace awesome. you with. And, you know what I mean? Every time you, you take a bump, the crowd just holds his breath collectively because we don't know if he's going to get up from it or not. <laughs> That'd be prime time. I'd watch that. So, yeah. Got the medical team on the side ready ready for him. Yep. So, I mean, there you go. You know what I'm saying? Bring your ass, Daniel Bryant. Stop fucking around. Matt is prime. So, okay. All right. Yo, put the shovels away. Turn the television on. Close the blind. Get you some popcorn. It's time for our favorite reoccurring segment here on the Slam Bros. Last Adventures. Hey, Alberto, Albertron, Jesus, Amigos. So, yo, what has this dude done now? All right, so Alberto was just enjoying his week, doing a little bit of wrestling. Uh, he dropped his title. He won a title last time we talked. He dropped his title. Uh, and then uh, t- this week is more about, you know, friends of Alberto, his significant other. Unfortunately, Paige, um, last week, Thursday and Friday, uh, more celebrity news were being leaked onto the Internet. Unfortunately, Paige was one of them. And uh, surprise, surprise, it wasn't just Paige who showed up in this leaked video. And some photos of her, but it was also Paige, along with, uh, here's a name you haven't heard before, Brad Maddox, and none other than uh, Xavier Woods. (laughs) Oh, that made El Patron's weekend. (laughs) Holy crap. Hold on. Let me use my Google. (laughs) So, look. Google vision. My first reaction is like, yo, people have been underrating Xavier Woods for years. I'm like, this man can go. Clear. Well, but I don't think you meant like that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, here we go. Hold up. (laughs) Google never fails me. 
Okay, hold on. We need a little bombchicka wamwam music play. What the fuck is going on here? Oh my gosh. Are are we getting Wait. a live Yo, have you seen this shit? I have no, I haven't watched it. Just, just out of respect for the people. Yo, involved. hold up, hold up, hold up. <laughs> so wait, my man Xavier Woods is fucking Paige on the couch while Brad Maddox is taping this. While there, no, no, it's a tape of him taping them on the couch fucking. So he's like behind her ass and his and and Xavier's dick and balls, videotaping and taping this shit. Well, I can't say Paige has an ass because that would be overstating things. <laughs> I mean, but the the curved extension of her back into her legs, she she's bouncing that. Holy crap! Wait, there's more. Oh shit! Ella, remember this is the stuff that got Gawker taken off the internet. Now, don't get it canceled. Right. She's sucking a dick in a hotel room. Let me just fast forward through this shit now. Hold on. She is okay. That's a lame blowjob page. I feel sorry for Alberto El Patron at this point. Jeez. Her her mic work was much better in WWE. Hey, you know they're just trying to they're just trying to you know let things down. Um, there is speculation. I don't know why. I I don't know why. Like you know this is this is this is stuff that got leaked to Page, but I don't. A lot of people were uh, were speculating that. The WWE might punish either Paige or Xavier. Well, for a I thought said she tape. was fired from WWE, and this is her and I guess this is Maddox. No, she's not fired. Remember, she's injured in a locker she's, room or some shit. She's injured, and they're also producing a film with The Rock about her family, and also you know Xavier's also um, host of WrestleMania along Kofi and, and uh, Big E. Yeah, this is this is all pretty lame in terms of porn. Outside of the the cuckold shit, where I mean, Brad Maddox is watching somebody fuck his gal. Um, the rest of it is pretty lame ass fucking shit. Especially because you know she's not hot. The sex isn't passionate. It's kind of cool that she's willing to take a dildo off the ass, though. You know. Yeah. So yeah, there's that. I wonder how El, El Patron uh, reacted to this. Well, you know. He seems to he seems to be handling it well. He's got his restaurant. He's got his MMA. So, but when do you have the latest adventures after this weekend? Oh, yeah, I, I guarantee. I guarantee these things happen. Unfortunately, unfortunately, <laughs> these things these happen. Things more happen. Often. How often? How often do you have somebody fuck your woman and record? Uh, it? I'm how more often, or less talking about how, like how often the, do you stumble across a video uploaded to the internet of a recording of somebody recording the fucking of your woman? <laughs> I don't think this is recent. I don't think this is recent, but unfortunately, the leaks and this and this uh, on the internet happened. That's what's up. All right, cool. What's 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 next, man? Uh, uh, is there any reaction from Alberto to El Patron? Uh no. They just went. They just went out to dinner. They just went out to dinner. They've uh, they've been um, you know, trying to put things behind them. Oh, okay, so no response from him. No, uh, you know, I figured he'd fly off the handle. A lot of. Uh, Excellent we talked about this last time. He's growing. He's getting more mature. He's not just you know trying to stab dudes anymore. <laughs> Kevito. Yeah, man. Yeah, have, have you checked this video out? Have you seen this action? Nah, probably won't be. Not my style. Uh, you know, Paige, when she first came in, I thought that the, she was going to be billed as the Undertaker's daughter. Uh. <laughs> that would have uh, actually been dope so as fuck. I, I just... Or maybe like a Morticia Adams' daughter or Wednesday kind of thing. Um, so I've never really been a fan of hers. So I, I definitely wouldn't want to see her extracurricular activities. You know, she might just need to keep that stuff. It, she, she should really see if she can get Michael Flynn or uh, or uh, somebody from the NSA to just like do a quick swipe so that she can kind of keep her reputation intact. That doesn't sound like a good look. I mean, I think the fanboys are going to love it, but and I don't think she's going to really, I mean, if as long as the WWE doesn't fire her, then she'll be okay. But other than that, um, I don't think I don't I, I mean, Seth Rollins had uh his he had video stolen of him uh last year and he didn't get fired, so 
I thought it was like I, pictures I, or something, but whatever. Well, yeah, I, I think I think the precedent set like, yo, if you get stuff stolen from you, you know, I don't think Paige has posted this on the internet herself. If you get you get stuff stolen from you, then um, yes, unfortunately, it's embarrassing uh, as of what it is, but you shouldn't your company shouldn't retaliate. And a lot of people are like, yo, they're going to retaliate with Paige and Xavier Woods, and and they didn't. So, um, I guess props to them for having you know common decency in this embarrassing time. So, that's cool. Sorry to hear that, Paige. Um, I wish you had better mic skills uh, out of the ring as well as in ring. Um, you definitely should have been billed as the Undertaker's daughter, as Cavito Clark suggested. Then you would have gotten more mileage out of, well, you're actually getting plenty of mileage from Xavier Woods. So, uh, you know, good luck with you. All right, yo, let's get into Raw. Um, we got two weeks of Raw. Let's just get to the good stuff that happened. Um, so, t- last week on Raw, I, this doesn't make any sense to me. Stephanie McMahon's like, hey, McFoley, um, you need to fire someone random just because. Just go fire someone random. You have all night to pick someone to fire. You know. Um, so, yeah. So, Raw was built around the story of Mick Foley having to decide who he might possibly fire. Um, Kevin, what did you think of that? Did you like that angle? No, it was whack. Uh, you know, I like Mick. Big Mick fan. I was actually, you know, when I first started writing for a magazine, uh, he was one of my first interviews i got to spend a day with mick foley and like he's just he's like really cool you know off the books but for the storyline i think it was just a stretch like stephanie needs to figure out whoever's doing creative needs to figure out how to interweave interweave these storylines a little bit better because maybe mick wanted some time off tv or you know maybe he just got tired of answering to stephanie McMahon. Either way, it just it didn't bode well for me. Uh, Mick does he he is going in for hip uh, replacement surgery sometime soon, so it was clear that he was going to get ridden off, and this was just a combination of the the building tension between the bosses. It's just that, like I've said it, I think I've said it three weeks in a row now. The Stephanie McMahon character, her biggest issue is not her performance because like yeah she can be mean, scary, you know, white lady on the mic, no problem. The only her biggest issue is. There's no motivation. There's no said goal. You don't know what the character wants. You don't know why she's acting like that. Just being bad for bad sake is boring. So we need to know her ultimate goal. Why does she hate all the baby faces? Why does she want to fire all the baby faces? Because she fires everybody. Who else is going to work on Raw? What program is she going to put on? So there has to be more to, like, Sami Zayn, I don't like you. There needs to be a reason, like, she doesn't like Sami. You know? Like, if Sami stepped on her shoes, that would be more better than her just, like, I just don't like him because, you know, you're a baby face, you know. Uh, so um, that's the thing. Um, and and it's just like, oh, man, it's what it is. Um, but, yeah, so Raw open with uh, that ultimatum that happened. I guess a big turn that happened on last week's Raw was uh, the homegirl Dana Brooke finally stood up to Charlotte. All right. Now. I'll say this about Dana Brooke. Yo, that girl can't wrestle. The girl can't wrestle. <laughs> can't wrestle. <laughs> Whatever. But I will say this. I've always been a fan of Dana Brooke. I like her look. I'll tell you why. That white girl's got loyalty. That's a ride or die chick. You know what I'm saying? Look at all the stuff she put up with, with Charlotte for all those months. And before Charlotte, look at all the stuff she put up with Emma. All right. If you want someone in your corner, if you want someone who's gonna take a bullet for you, Dana. Right? You want Dana there for you. That's what you want. And she can spot you in the gym too. That's a bonus. So yeah, Dana finally stood up for herself. It was a little late. Like Dana should have stood up for herself like I don't know four months ago. <laughs> but uh, yeah. So Dana, Dana, she stood up to herself, man. So uh, we'll see. Maybe she goes back to Emma. Maybe. I don't know, the, the match between her and Charlotte was cool. Um, I did like the aggressive streak that she was showing. Like, she she wasn't, she wasn't, um, she wasn't the pushover that she was when she was, like, Charlotte's number two. So, that was, that was kind of cool to see. And, like, 
you know, they were in Brooklyn at Barclays, so the audience was really within, uh, I forgot a couple of the chants they threw out, but like, you know, they kept their attention. So you can't, you can't, she might not be the best wrestler, but you can't knock the fact that her and Charlotte do have some sort of chemistry and that they are, they're able to get your attention when they're, when they're put in the same spot, whether they're together or not. You talking That's, about who? Uh, Charlotte and who? Uh, Dana Brooke. Oh, Dana. Okay. But I mean, Charlotte did put Dana away with a a big boot. Yeah, that was <laughs> that, and and I like how she kicked her out of the ring and like kind of wiped her boots off off of her. Like, <laughs> uh, like, like if this was Street Fighter, okay, if this was Street Fighter, the big boot isn't even a special attack. This is like a heavy. That's just like hitting heavy punch. <laughs> that's that's. That's just all that is. It's not. It's not an ex. It's not a special. It's just a good meaty attack. That's all that was. Does that mean like Dana's not that much of a competition? She's not that much of a competition that you can just hit heavy punch and she's done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man! So uh, also last week, um, the fake best friends Chris Jericho and Sami Zayn defeat were. I guess they won the match against Kevin Owens and Samoa Joe. Uh, it, the refs called the match. It's one of the stupid stipulations where um, wrestlers get disqualified for wrestling too hard. So. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the tried and like true. the refs like stop it, stop it. You're wrestling. Stop it. You're wrestling. Oh, I gotta call the DQ. You're not listening to me. Oh, my oh, oh my goodness. I I. It's like, come on! There's got to be more creative ways to do a finish, right? Because you you clearly want all these guys looking strong before Mania, so why book them in matches? Have you right. seen what SmackDown's doing? The people who are fighting each other for Mania, they barely interact with each other, with the exception of like Dean Ambrose and um, Baron Corbin. A lot of the people have been staying the hell away of each other, so it actually makes when they come together in Mania mean something. But Raw every week is like variations of this. So last week, it was Chris Jericho and Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe and Kevin Owens. This week, it was, once again, Sami Zayn versus Samoa Joe. Mind you, that was a very dope opening match. Samoa Joe and Sami Zayn are like the best at what they do. So they had a really stiff, hard-hitting match to open up Raw, which probably wasn't a good thing because it set the expectations for Raw too high <laughs> once again. <laughs> So, I don't know if you're mad again, because you remember on the last podcast, you said that you were mad at this match because it set the expectations for the pay-per-view too high. And here these two go again, opening up Raw with the dope match. I mean, I, I like uh, Samoa and Sammy, you know, I mean, I'm kind of getting tired of Sammy getting his ass kicked. Like, they need to let somebody else kick his ass. But, you know, it's always cool to watch Samoa Joe beat up on somebody. Um, I think having it play out under the auspices of Mick Foley getting fired um added like a slight wrinkle to it but like as we just discussed he's probably just taking some time off to get the uh surgery he needs done um you know so it did what it needed to do but then the rest of raw followed and yeah so uh all right so let us uh let us uh let's skip to the uh the club who are still the most incompetent tag team you know all the damn comp Tag teams are in com- so I I don't understand. I can't even speak words right now. Maybe one of you two can explain the club's plan here. Stephanie McMahon books them in a handicap match with the um, Enzo and Big Cass and the club versus Cesaro and Sheamus. Cesaro and Sheamus need to win this match to stay in the triple threat for the tag titles at Mania. Isn't it in your interest to Beat them so you only have to face one team at Mania instead of two teams? Why in the hell do the club beat up their tag partners? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. WWE logic. Yep. Hashtag stay popping. They they beat up their tag team partners, they get distracted, and then they get beat by Cesaro and Samus. Oh, oh, I'm like... Yeah, wait a they don't look like smart guys. The good brothers do not look like smart brothers. I'll tell you that much. Let me send them back to grade school. <laughs> kind of wish they were back with AJ Styles, though, to be honest. There was a rumor that AJ could be jumping brand sometime after Mania. 
and uh, you might have a club back together. That'd be good. Yeah, I, but the, would, I would love to see that. It would be good, but the problem, now we're going to have AJ on Raw. So, logical, smartest guy on the roster, AJ, is going to be, you know, flat earth true for AJ come Raw. <laughs> you know what? I'm uh, thinking about, I'm sorry, I know we're on a bullet club, but I wanted to just, I was thinking about the whole Sami Zayn situation and him and Samoa Joe. And I think that it's an interesting clash because with Samoa Joe, they're doing everything so perfectly. And with Sami Zayn, they're, they have the potential of things going very fucking wrong. Simply because Sami's continuously getting his ass kicked. Samoa Joe, Kevin Owens. Um, I, I can't really think of the last time he won a match. I think he beat somebody on accident or something. You know, some, I don't know who he beat. He beat somebody. But then Samoa he Joe beat came, Seth out, came out and kicked his ass. Um, and it's like, I think that when, when they keep having him lose, like they, they need to have him get some victories under his belt to just, just to maintain his credibility. You know, yeah. and I think yeah. that that's the issue that they're going to run into because Samoa, they're doing so perfectly. I mean, it makes sense for him to beat the shit out of Stephanie McMahon. I mean, not Stephanie, for Samoa Joe and come out and try to, you know, since he's aligned with Triple H to protect uh, Stephanie McMahon. But with Sammy, it's like he does the underdog who puts up a good fight and gets his ass kicked so well. But at the same time, they can't, you know, they can't lump, continue to lump him in that category. He has to get some wins somewhere or else he's, I mean, nobody's going to respect him. He's not going to have the credibility. Is he going to turn into a hard body Jinder Mahal? He might, he might turn into fucking Zack Ryder. <laughs> oh, don't wish that on anybody. Yeah, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. <laughs> That's horrible. That's a horrible fate. Don't wish that on anybody. When Sammy first came in, it was one of those things, like, I was excited for him because of the work he did in NXT, and then it seems like they, I don't know, not, I won't say bury him, but, like, him jobbing out to people. Yeah, he's a guy like, that can take a loss, you know? He, he can he can take a loss, but just because he can take a loss doesn't mean he should get all the losses. Yeah, and, and that's not even entertaining anymore. It's just, like, you for the fans of Sami Zayn, then you just want to see... We want to see him succeed in some way, like uh, some sort of story evolution to his character. Like, just because he can take a loss, I mean, when's he gonna come back from that? When's he gonna come back? Indeed, uh, Bailey took a loss to Nia Jax this week in a no disqualification match. That, well, there was nothing to make it no disqualification. It was just, it's whatever. So Nia Jax now the women's championship match for Mania, the Raw side. Well, let's get to the end of this Raw so we can get the SmackDown. Um, yo, The Undertaker showed up. Got speared by Roman. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Can we talk about that Jericho? Oh, you're right. Let's, yeah, let's back up the actually good part. Yo, Jericho with the facts. Jer- Jericho is like top top of the game right now. He killed it. <laughs> he, he did his thing. All right, Kavita, tell us about this highlight reel. What did you enjoy most about this Highlight reel with the real Kevin Owens. All right, I like the facts that he had, the the, the the photo, like, it was real, real meta. Like, you're looking through and you're like, yo, he really has not only the Y2J t-shirt, but a Y2J poster, a Y2J action figure, <laughs> another Y2J picture somewhere else. And, like, I mean, yeah, the, the, the right side of his room might have been, like, Degeneration next out, so you can see like he kind of had a little bit of cool in him, but like he was a he was a definite Jericho holic, Jericho holic. Yeah, he was he was marking uh, out. Yeah, yeah, it was that was just took me away. I I didn't expect him to you know because back in the day you remember someone was like oh we're gonna bring out the real Bret Hart and it's and like it's a like, midget or somebody yeah, yeah. Or yeah excuse me a little you're, person you're expecting like, yeah. Gilberg. Yeah, yeah, I was I was expecting like, like you know. Fat James Ellsworth. That's what I was expecting. Mm. But then he brought the text messages. He pulled yeah, out the text messages. Like, he really... I mean, yeah, you know, like... Sorry, kids. Spoiler alert. They probably signed off on all this. Probably <laughs> handed him the picture, too. But, like, just how it played out, you're like, damn. And then Jericho is so great on the mic that he... And he's, like, a really great... Uh, uh, he can fill out the crowd and, and the situation. And you can kind of see that little wink and nod that he had when 
he said uh, he called he called Kevin Owens a stupid idiot, <laughs> and then that, the chant just started off of it like stupid idiot, and it's like oh man, he 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 had him eating out the palm of his hand. And I was, I thought he was gonna get so good that he was gonna like bring back one of his old catchphrases, like he was gonna say, uh, you know, when I get you in the ring, you will never. And then everybody be like, ever. Like I just thought he was just gonna go for the uh, the home run hit because he was doing so well. He didn't do it, but like he he aces. He was the best part of the show to me. And then he threatened to put him on the list. Yeah, that's I love that. He's just so smart. And then Kevin Owens came down and ate the list. Yeah, <laughs> ate the list. I was like, he he just lost it. He's like, what is he doing? Is he ripping up the? Okay, he just ate it. What is he doing? Ugh. I like Kevin Owens too. I just I feel like he uh, I don't know. He 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 for a while when he was champion, it was just like why why can't you like have him have a better storyline than what you guys are doing. Like, he's losing it and stuff like that? Come on, man. Just like, yeah. Like, it hurts. It's just like Kevin was sacrificed. Because, you know, Roman has to look strong all the time. But right. trying to focus on making Roman look strong, we have to make everyone else look weak. You know? Which is which is a shame. So, yeah. So, um, speaking with Raw was just... So Raw rolled out like Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman didn't hit the ring until like 11 p.m. I was like, oh god, so they're not even really gonna wrestle, and they didn't really wrestle. Um, Braun Strowman uh, got choke slammed by the Undertaker, and then Undertaker uh, turned around and ate a spear by Roman Reigns. And I gotta admit that clothesline that he uh, that Braun caught uh, Roman when he was trying to do the drive by that was ill. Yeah, like that looked like that really hurt for a second. I mean, bronze is those two do have good chemistry. You know, like, you know, Roman does this thing in the ring. It's just his character is so broken. Yeah. And uh, if they honestly think that you know beating the Undertaker is really what's gonna make him credible in the eyes of fans, it's just, um, you know, you understand why Vince and Trump are like you know best friends because they live in their own realities and they only hear and see what they want to see. And mm-hmm. there, there are multiple reasons why people boo Roman Reigns. Part of it is. People don't like that he's being shoved down their throat. A lot of people don't like his character. A lot of people don't like that he's been on the top. A lot of people don't like that he's basically like John Cena from, you know, 05, Five Moons of Doom. You know, there's multiple reasons that, like, half the audience is booing him. It's not just because, you know, kayfabe, he hasn't faced a true challenge yet. He hasn't over... There's how many odds can Roman Reigns overcome, all right? Like, I feel like the only odds left for over Roman Reigns to overcome are to not overcome the odds, all right? Once he finally loses, then we'll be good. So, yeah, if he had like a Zami Zayn kind of situation where he just couldn't get past, he couldn't get over the hump for whatever reason, and like he has to, he had that conflict in in how to deal with that, and him actually having to emote his feelings for it, like that, that kind of would put me back in the Roman Reigns camp. But right now, if he if he didn't like turn heel. Or, or do something really outrageous to like add some new life to his character. I'm not really here for like the Superman punch. That's the stupidest move ever. Like, <laughs> but see the thing. You, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go ahead. I don't know, man. The thing with Roman is he has the '80s style action hero, long, slick back hair, cool factor about him. But because they've gone the John Cena route and tried to push him so hard and, and, you know, have The Rock come out and try to co-sign him and do certain dumb shit, it's just like the fans will, I, they will cheer for him going heel. And I'm just like, why aren't they pulling the trigger? And that seems like, to, to me, the dumbest fucking thing. Because they're, they're trying to adhere to the attitude of what with, Chris, with uh, John Cena where... You know, well, if you, if you cheer me or, or, or boo me, it doesn't matter as long as I get a reaction from you. But they don't really see that, like, it's really doing damage to Reigns because that's not how he's playing it. You know, Cena played it like, man, I don't really give a fuck. You know, um, I'm a good guy. I do the good shit or whatever. You know, and he had people legit cheering for him. Whereas, like, Reigns has, like, a couple broads, you know, not really little kids, and nobody thinks he's cool, you know, and that's the problem. He doesn't have that factor. 
Um, and so I just don't understand why the WWE is so adamant in trying to do this when they could just make him heal. This is the they could they've had so many instances to turn him heel. Right after Royal Rumble, they should have made him heel. Um, when he when he knocked out the Undertaker, they should have went hardcore on him being a heel. And then it would make sense for him to beat Braun Strowman. It would make sense because people are like booing at it, you know, and just having like on this vicious streak. And there's so much stuff they can do with him. You know, if they're going to, you know, present him as this big dog, just make him this vicious motherfucker. You know, who he's an attack dog. He's a vicious attack dog. He's going to go out there and do what he needs to do to win. And it just, you know, because they have a built-in storyline. The whole shit with Brock Lesnar, with Seth mm-hmm. Rollins, with, you know, Roman could just come out there. Man, I've been screwed over left and right, starting with WrestleMania, and with, I lost to Seth Rollins, and the shit with Brock Lesnar, and just go on, to, you know, with the Shield. So it's so much stuff where he could be like, the, his character is just like, I've been fucked over, I'm tired of this shit, I don't give a fuck anymore, I'm cutting heads. And, you know, if the Undertaker gotta be the first victim, then that's what it is. You know, and Damn! I'm with you, you know what I'm saying? Go for it. And then just do healing shit. But nope, that makes too much sense. Hashtag <laughs> WWE logic. So that's the yeah. thing. And he has he has cool fucking theme music. The old shit yeah. thing. Dun, 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 dun. Come on, man. And then just come out there and just not give a fuck. Yeah, you, you, you're hit the nail on the head about his look and everything like that. And it's, it's those reasons that you listed that make me wish that the attitude era or even like the eighties era kind of style of writing was around because like you could take somebody like Jake the snake and, and build this whole thing around him. And he's good enough to carry it in a way to where he might have the wackest finishing move, the DDT, but you believe that that will knock you out because he's such a convincing character to sell that move. Roman, if he was to be healed, might just add a new level of destruction to the Superman punch, you know, because you're thinking like he's 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 this devastating beast. He's this uncontrollable animal who's gonna ravish the WWE with his with his uh, sheer dominance and his evil intent to become the best of the best in the entire company and he has that look like i back when taker was doing the the american badass situation like come have roman come out on a bike (laughs) with that outfit and saying that i'm gonna kick everybody's ass and ain't nobody better than me and i got all these beefs with all these people that you like and i don't like them and and I mean, look, it worked for his cousins, right? Trap House Usos. Trap they, House Usos, yeah. They're killing it right they're now. Getting, they're getting cheered and, and, and I they're mean, supposed to be healed. I, I mean, he can he can keep his Lorenzo Lama's body armor and still, like, <laughs> his, his look is fine. You know what I'm saying? I mean, his look is fine. It's just how they're booking him is the issue. Because he has a cool look. When he came out with the fucking um, the white R logo and the and the, the and, white and shoes. The, yeah, man. And the trainers. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was dope. They just they just need to do right by Roman. Just play off his natural heel tendencies. I mean, the man has a move called the drive-by. Good people don't do drive-bys. Right. <laughs> you know? So. What? Yo, let's get the SmackDown Live. The, the Land of Blue. I'm going to ask you guys straight off the bat, what did you think of the AJ Styles Shane McMahon beatdown from last week? Ella? Um, eh, I don't really care about that whole storyline, you know? I, I just think AJ deserves better. So it, it doesn't matter to me at all. <laughs> Kavito! Um, did they sell you this Mania match with that beatdown last week? I, I I think this is the moments where it makes me feel like Shane is taking advantage of his position in the company. Like you might uh, he might come out and do a thing or whatever, but like he, come the big mo- uh, big moments, the big matches, he seems like he wants to, to have that for him for himself. So I'm not after the last what him and Taker, I was kind of done with seeing Shane. Doing big matches for uh, big pay per views, but uh, I I don't know I don't know I'm not ready to see 
AJ can carry a lot of people, but he shouldn't have to carry the, one of the bosses. Like he should, he should be in a real match. Now, keep in mind, uh, Shane is just under a performer's contract. He's got no creative at the E right oh. now. Oh, no, I didn't know that. I yeah. thought he was part of creative too. No, nah, he's he's just on uh, just on performance right now. So it's 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 like he's still kind of he's still kind of being kept at bay. So, but it really does feel like. In Vince's world, he feels like, yo, Shane is going to be a um, a marquee attraction. He doesn't wrestle much, you know, and, you know, AJ is also kind of, a, uh, you know, a marquee attraction as well. Uh, I'm still not excited for the match. I, I, I know that they're just going to do crazy stuff. Shane's going to jump off of stuff. Watching this week's SmackDown, of course, he did his trademark uh, table spot where he jumped from the ring post to the put AJ through the announcer table. Um, but you know, AJ's had a, a great year and possibilities for just him, just having dope matches with whoever at Mania, you know, triple threat with Bray at Mania would have been dope or with, with Randy would have been dope. It's just that, uh, do we really want to save AJ for the, uh, the spot fest for, uh, for Mania? I think that's the main concern here. Um, we gotta, we got, we gotta talk about Mike from the real world. As our shout-outs to Buddha would say, um, Miz and Maurice, these two are killing it right now. Now, I wouldn't mind a Maurice sex tape. When is that gonna leak? Because after seeing her in person at SmackDown, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Miz stay winning. We're gonna get that hashtag going. Miz stay winning because he's been winning on the mic, lighting up uh, John Cena's ass, lighting up. Um, What's 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 a what's a neck broke uh, name? Um, uh, Brie Bella. Oh, Daniel Bryan. <laughs> there you go. Neck broke. Nick Bryan. <laughs> yeah, I mean, Miz stay with it, and he got the hot wife. You know, he he's been doing his thing. He's been on the come up. Now, Kavito, how do you how do you been liking uh the Miz's performance these last couple of months? This is the last time we spoke to you. No, I think the Miz is um. I like the Miz, man. Like. He made it so that he found his groove and he's kind of capitalized on it. And um, he's, uh, he's, he's certainly a talent. Like, I mean, I think he's going to go down in the Hall of Fame, definitely. And I'm not just saying that because he's from Ohio. Uh, <laughs> but um, just the, the way he's like, he, he has that same polarizing, uh, polarizing kind of attitude where people gravitate to him to not like him and he plays it well like he I mean I want to say he learned a lot from Jericho at least if that if that's not one of the people that he picked up a lot of game from because he he certainly has certain traits so yeah I, th- I think he's great I mean I've I haven't really been checking for Smackdown just uh time constraints and all that but like Whenever I do get a chance to see it and I see Miz, I stop and watch him because he's he's gonna give you something that's that's a part of the story that he's building in in terms of his character, you know. So what they did this week on SmackDown was uh, Miz said that he had never seen never before seen footage of the uh, the, the the Bella Show with uh, John and uh, and Nikki, and what it was it was. The Miz playing John Cena, and and Maurice playing Nikki, and it was the most ham-fisted, cheesy thing, and it, it was ridiculous. So they shot it just like a reality show with the fake pauses, the dramatic music, and all that. But Miz played John Cena like a robot. <laughs> That's funny. Played it like a robot, <laughs> monotone, and, and he kept dogging on the fact that Nikki's waiting for a proposal, waiting for a proposal. And he's like, oh, no, I propose we go do DDP yoga. Or I propose <laughs> you get your feet off the table because we don't put feet on the table, <laughs> which I agree. <laughs> your feet off the table. All right. And it was just, it was, yo, it was, it was just too much, man. It was like, yo, these guys are gold right now. It was, I appreciate it because, you know, cheesy wrestling skits are, are, are great back in the day, you know? Uh, you know, wrestlers on location are great. 
everyone remembers, you know, Stone Cold and Booker T and the grocery store, you know, beating mm-hmm. each other up, you know. So um, this Miz and Maurice uh, segment as, you know, the happy uh, couple uh, was wonderful. But I guess, like, here's the thing. If John Cena does not propose to Nikki at the end of WrestleMania, right, the Miz is right. The Miz is correct, right? That match has to end with the proposal or Miz is correct because this whole thing is like, yo, he's never going to marry you. And he's just, you know, dogging him for like months, went through all this bullshit, and that girl still doesn't get a proposal? The Miz was correct. Yeah, that's going to be so fucking corny, though. And I hate John Cena. <laughs> Damn it, I hate yeah. John Cena. Well, I, you know what? I, excuse me. I hate wrestling John Cena. Because real life Dan, John Cena is such an asshole. Like, I like real life John Cena. Because uh, he's just a dick, you know. But wrestling John Cena sucks. In fact, they need to have Roman Reigns play real life John Cena, and then it will work out. Because the way he's done, uh, what's the what's the what's the Bella's chain? Nikki or Brie or French Toast or whatever? Nikki, Nikki, Rye. I don't know. Some kind of bread, Brie bread. I don't know. Anyway, I mean, the real life John Cena is an asshole. So that's that's what they need to do more of. So uh, SmackDown this week also opened up with the American Alpha facing the Trap House Usos for the SmackDown Tag Team titles. It was a oh, nice yeah. like 20-minute match. Oh, yeah. I'm happy about that. Let them hold the belts for a while. And the Trap House Usos got them belts. Oh, yeah. I let them tell everybody how great they are and how they ain't do nothing to help them get to this position and then talk all the smack they want. Right, that's not that's not fear you hear in the back of your ear. That's the Usos! <laughs> that was hilarious. I still love that promo. That's not fear you hear in the back of your ear. I'm a poet and I didn't know it. Right. Trap house style. Yes! Oh, shit. The Usos, man, they are hilarious. They are How do we feel about these belts, though? Like, the tag team they look i don't i don't know man whoever this court this color coordination you don't have to color cord everything wwe right you don't because sometimes the colors just don't work you know they just don't work they look like a cheap party city uh party city costume you know and they want people to pay like 200 dollars for the replica belts i wouldn't well i ain't paying 200 dollars for a belt anyway because i need a belt for <laughs> <laughs> At one time, I I, th- I wanted uh when they were selling like the hardcore belts back when uh what's his name Holly oh Holly yeah hardcore Holly had but, like they were selling those belts wanted one so bad that's the only time I ever wanted a belt. The only issue I had with SmackDown man was like why the fuck did it take so long before the first match happened? Jesus, yeah. so they much- have to. Drama SmackDown does this thing where um, I, I I normally miss the top of SmackDown because you know I'm, I'm at the gym I'm teaching my class at the time, but uh, SmackDown likes to open up like uh, like in media res like in the middle of a story, so they have to set up like what's gonna happen the rest of the day. Daniel Bryan's talking backstage, or you'll see like all the SmackDown people talking. So they they set it up. Think about like SmackDown Raw. Every Raw opens like, we have no plan for this show. There's nothing planned out for you. <laughs> right? SmackDown is kind of run like, okay, you're going to a wrestling program. This is a fighting event. We have matches booked for the night. So, like, that's that's why that's why I kind of appreciate it. And then also, me, as someone who uh, misses that little talky segment, I don't mind it coming a little late. Because by the time I get home, like, I haven't missed, I haven't missed most of the match. Oh, so, missed. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but um, it was a good show, man. I mean, of course, the Trap House Usos getting the belt. My question then becomes, who do they face, and who are they going to be set up to face at Mania? Um, American Alpha having the titles was fine, I guess, but they were so bland and milk toast. It was kind of like, eh, whatever. But like, I, I want to see Trap House, the Trap House boys, you know, in, in a heated battle against somebody, and I don't know who they could, who they could really them up against um because we haven't heard from uh rhino and um i gotta feed my kids and so yo they showed up briefly that was a dope cameo aj thought he was gonna get the drop on shane mcmahon again but then it's rhino (laughs) 
Yeah, so, you know, it's like, <laughs> I couldn't, like, Trap House Usos, American Alpha, uh, I Gotta Feed My Kids, and... Uh, there's um, there's the VOD Villains. There's more that, heel tag teams on SmackDown than the They still faces. have contracts? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the VOD Villains are there. Uh, Brizongo's there. That, that even was a thing. Yeah, the Ascension are there. Yeah. So, like, these are all, like, NXT acts. I thought they would bounce back to NXT. Yeah, you know what so, I'm saying? Like, um, and Mojo Raleigh doesn't have a tag team partner anymore. So, I mean, it's like, yeah. So, like, most of the acts are, they're heel acts. So, I don't know who the trap house go. So, it might be Alpha again for, you know, their standard issue rematch clause. It might be that. Yeah. So, I guess they would do, if that's going to be at Mania, um, that's the only way that Uso's getting a payday. So, it would have to be, I guess, a rematch. Exactly. Unless they do the... Um, unannounced tag team deal and introduce some some new tag team which would be kind probably of cool. i mean the pre-show this year is 15 hours so i mean <laughs> they'll, they'll figure out something um yo so baron corbin got distracted and lost his match to randy orton tonight i called it said oh dean ambrose isn't here he's gonna show up i didn't expect him to show up on the forklift but he showed up distracted corbin corbin ate that rko and uh he took that l um so these two are fighting for mania i i will tell you the interesting bit about this randy orton bray wyatt thing is uh remember bray wyatt is supposed to be a coat leader he's supposed to have all these followers and whatnot and a whole bunch of dudes in sheep masks jump randy orton in the back tonight which actually a kind of dope scene because all these sheep people started showing up <laughs> I mean, it's yeah. about time they started giving him like allowing him to exert his power quote unquote because for the longest time it just seemed like he was just going to come out with the lantern and, and sit in the rocking chair and do a lot of talking and not really execute any like you know how he, like nothing right yeah like he I thought did, he was going to be like this new generation undertaker with some new new tricks remember the he last thing really... he did was like the rocking chair rock by itself like, like what yeah that was cool <laughs> so but now he's got like 15 dudes that's dope yeah, he needs. I mean, Ron Strowman should have. I I would have still loved to see him in the the Wyatt family, but obviously, creative had a different idea. But uh, you know, he's 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 not rolling with the team as much as he used to be, Bray Wyatt. So, you know, whatever works, I guess. It works. So I'm also I also appreciate that they're they're keeping the hands off of each other until mania. So I, I mentioned earlier, but I think that that's how you build to something, you know, don't give it away for free. So when they actually do, there's, you know, tension between the two parties involved. Um, anything else happened? Oh, Shane McMahon outsmarted AJ Styles. So last week, AJ Styles beat up Shane McMahon in the parking lot. AJ Styles, um, he changed his favorite pastime from beating up John Cena to beating up Shane McMahon. He figured he was going to jump Shane in the parking lot. Shane McMahon, I guess, used the front door, or better yet, actually came to work on time. Has anyone else noticed how, like, uh, wrestling commissioners and bosses, they never show up to work on time? No, because you got to watch. Shane is always like, we're waiting for Shane's arrival. They did that, you know, all through the show. We're waiting for Shane to arrive. Like, yo, but like 15 minutes before, how the hell are you going to show up to work 15 minutes before the show's over? And you're supposed to be running the damn program. What is there for him to run? Exactly. Every week? is ridiculous so like yeah he tricked aj he showed up to work on time today and was hiding in the back and he came out and then they brawled shame man uh since he's been back he's been trying to do his little rapid rapid fire punches and they always look so bad man mm-hmm. always look so bad you know less is more take a stage fighting c- class understand stomp your foot one big punch it's gonna be a lot more effective than his little his little baby punches, you know. He's trying to show off his martial arts skills, bro. AJ Styles can do like flipping the air like six hundred degrees in a rotation. All right, I'm, <laughs> <laughs> like your punches mean jack to me. <laughs> so but yeah, he did his he did his spot. Um, he's shown that he still got it. He can still jump pretty high. I think it's on the shoes. It's on the Nikes. Um, so he put AJ through a table. And I think people people went home happy. I I still feel like 
I don't know. I'm sold on this card, this WrestleMania card. I guess it's not as terrible as like last year, you know. But it's still that this this WrestleMania card is kind of clearly. It's just like a mosh together of something random. I just I don't I don't know how they came together. At least we have like Jericho Kevin Owens. At least we have that. Or to quote uh, Biggie, bump all that. I'm trying to see Goldberg versus Brock Lesnar. <laughs> That was funny. Too. That was, that Me was, too, Biggie. <laughs> I'm waiting to see that. The, the Beast incarnate, Barack so, Lesnar. <laughs> I gotta, I gotta say this. I gotta say this here while I got y'all on the mix. But I wanted to, to thank Slam Bros for uh, for putting me on to. Um, Lucha Libre show, man. Oh, like, Lucha Underground? Yeah, yeah, it's on, uh, it's on Netflix, Netflix now. I started watching episodes, and I don't have the L-Ray Network, so I, I learned about it from listening to y'all, you guys talking about it, and I just dove in, and, you know, they that's a really good show, man. Like, I don't know how how can they just not bump into, like, USA or or whatever channel again that he comes on and like, give them some straight up competition. Uh, it is, uh, yeah. So you got it, folks. Bowman was not talking crazy. Lucha Underground is there. It's on Netflix. Add it to your queue. Why are you watching Iron Fist when you could watch Lucha Underground? They've described Iron Fist as boring, slow, head-scratching. When Lucha Underground is described as exciting, amazing. It's got a dead luchador had a building dropped on him and was resurrected <laughs> by his vampire manager. All right, Iron Fist yeah, got nothing. I, see, on I haven't it. even got that far yet. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all good. All right, folks, you can find us on Twitter at Slam Bros Pod. You can find me Bowman One Two L at Bowman One Two L. Illa, where can people find you at? At Illa YC on the Twitter. At Charlie and Champ on the Twitter, at YC the Champ on IG, and Charlie and the Champ on the IG. Holla at your mans. What about yourself, Kevito? How can the people find you and stalk you and send you their panties? <laughs> you can only find me on Twitter and Instagram at Kevito Clark. That's K E V I T O C L A R K. Sorry, C L A R K. You save the E for somebody else. <laughs> oh yo 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 slam bros definitely in the comments i'd really like to know what what match are you looking most forward to on the wrestlemania card that's our, our talk back question of the week so definitely post up on itunes or uh soundcloud or whatever whatever you find us or hit us uh at slam bros pod because i'm really curious to see just to hear the slam bros thoughts you yeah. know about yeah, how this wrestlemania card is 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 shaping up what matches you're excited for because i mean personally i want to see brock lesnar beat the crap out of goldberg um i'm rocking with that one and maybe you know a titty pop out but in another match but uh what else you got also uh yo kavito tell us what's popping an okay player what we got coming out this week uh so for those in the dc area uh we're doing an event at the kennedy center uh tonight we had the trio of queens known as King performing a free concert. And then tomorrow night we have uh, MC Breakbeat. He does backspins. He wins Emmys and Grammys and Oscars. The one and only Common, formerly known as Common Sense, is doing a show at the Kennedy Center that y'all should check out. Cop a few OK Player t-shirts while you're at it. And uh, the rest of the week is just dedicated to giving y'all some new music and talk about this uh, Dave Chappelle show that came out on Netflix today. Oh, fuck, yeah. I need to watch it. I was, I was trying to watch it last night, but um, I forgot it comes out at 2 o'clock in, uh, in Cali time, not midnight. So I was sitting there at midnight like a jackass <laughs> and no fucking Dave Chappelle. And I'm like, where's Dave Chappelle? Fuck you, Ella. So let me. Yeah, man, I I uh, I got through both episodes. There's three, but I got through both episodes, and uh, no spoilers. But uh, it's definitely 
on my timeline, everybody's talking about it, so it's certainly one to watch if you haven't watched it already. I, I will say, uh, Kavito, uh, yo, props to what you and your team and OK Player are doing right now. Um, is it crazy time out here? And I like that OK Player is it just trying to, you know, pass it off as other uh, music blogs is trying to ignore the situation here in America. You guys always have community posts going on. I appreciate the, uh, the Trump Digest. Uh, you got a daily post of all your Trump news that you can, you know, you know, shake your yeah. fist at, read, yeah. learn about. Yeah. It's um, not. It's not for the faint of heart. It's not. Uh, but even the music profiles, you guys are more uh, discreet and selective on like the music you're posting now. So, like, if they posting something on OK Player, it's worth a listen to, and the profiles are worth a read. And the Kennedy Center, that's a good space to go see a concert at, man. So, uh, it's all good, man. So, respect to you and the fam over there. Appreciate it, guys. Thank you guys for having me. So, as always, uh, y'all be easy. We'll catch y'all later. Peace.